Welcome, data people. We are Zuma. My name is Matt, and this is the Data for Good podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Zuma. Zuma is a dedicated recruitment company focusing on data positions across Berlin. The Data for Good podcast is for the world of data science, analytics, and engineering, giving you a platform to hear the thoughts and opinions of data leaders from Berlin and beyond. Today, we are joined by Arvid Riker, data platform lead at Scout24. Arvid, good morning and welcome. How are you? Good morning. Perfect. Thank you. It's Friday and we're all about going to the weekend soon. So I'm very eager to end the Friday into a sunny weekend because the weather in Berlin is really perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Summer is definitely here. Um, first off, if you would like to give us a short introduction. Yes. So my name is Arvid. I'm uh, leading the data engineering group at Scout. Um, I'm with Scout since 10 years by now. Actually, my anniversary is tomorrow. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I started, I have actually have a business uh, development background. So my approach to uh, lead the data engineering group is a little bit um, more business focused, mm -hmm. not necessarily tech focused. Um, and yeah, that's where I stand at the moment. Awesome. 10 years. What, what an achievement. And as a, a data platform lead, what, what does it mean to be a data platform lead? It means on the one hand, you need to be a good communicator because a platform uh, in an isolated space is uh, like where I'm sitting in the Zoom call in an isolated space uh, yeah. and is not meaningful. So you need to be connected. The first thing that you need to really do is um, have a good connection to um, people who use the platform um, mm -hmm. and um, not only the leads, but as well the operative people. You need to understand the product, uh, the method, good business acumen of the company. Um, and not necessarily a too much a tech focus, but rather um, wh why do you exist as a platform? What does the platform need? And mm. so you need to be a communicator. And on the other hand, um, you um, have to, on the other hand, bridge the gap between the business and the engineers uh, in your teams, uh, right? Because the engineers in your teams um, are um, maybe not that eager to be that much into um, connection with um with what the business in total does, right? They don't have the holistic view um, yeah. and they try to. So you need to under, uh, have them understand that. Um, you need to create the space for them to learn about it. And um, that in the end, your your engineers are becoming not um, only tech-versed, but as well yeah. business-versed. Yeah? So they mm -hmm. understand why we do specific things. And that's, I think, the main important thing as a, as a platform uh, uh, lead. Nice. combining the business world with the tech world and uh, making it all work. Awesome. So leads perfectly into what we are here to talk about today. So we're, we're going to focus on the data platform. So for those who don't know, and in very, very simple terms, what, what is a data platform? A data platform is a service that is um, offered by um, the by a specialized team uh, within a company that offers um, general tooling and services to users so they can basically, um, they don't have to specialize themselves. So mm -hmm. um, that was it on meta level. Yeah? So because there's not only a data platform, right? There's an application platform as well and other yeah. companies run various platforms. So um, that, that's in general the idea of a, of a platform and then when it comes to a data platform a data platform um, often is considered as um, 
a set of tooling that users can use um, uh, in order to basically do analytics. Um, so there's a BI tool and there's maybe mm. a processing ability to process data, to massage data. Yeah. Mm. Um, and often platforms um, themselves, uh, they they're, the rule of thumb is usually that platforms don't own processes, but they offer services to um, uh, uh, owners of processes for them mm -hmm. to own them are very simple. Yeah. So that was the traditional way. Uh, and yeah. I, I saw it as well. Yeah. I already can, can give you a heads up. It's, 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 uh, we, we are changing at Scout. Um, okay. but, um, in general, that is the, the idea of a platform. It, it sounds like a relatively new concept in the, in the tech world. Is it something that's been built on top of software and the lessons learned from yeah, I mean, platforms. like, I think um, when you, you you think about um, a platform, right? So we used to have take the example of of, um, of 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 the data world. You used to have data warehouses, right? Where um, you had specialized data warehouse teams. Um, some companies even run that today. I know that. Um, and um, where these teams are often considered on the one hand as an infrastructure bottleneck and as a um, bottleneck as well in processes because you need a new column to be added in a data warehouse and depending on the data warehouse technology you will have trouble doing that or not mm -hmm. and um, it's it's inflexible and the platform then so we started off with the platform approach in 2016 a bit earlier actually um, and uh, the idea here was that we yeah, in in general, overcome uh, the inefficiencies that such teams um, can have. Like um, um, that, uh, you offer basically um, a higher variety of technologies to the users that uh, is more flexible for their need. Mm -hmm. So they actually can um, uh, create their own schemas. They can create their own tables that they are data data warehouse independent, for example. So I think um, platforms in general is internalized software services yeah? mm -hmm. uh, um, and tooling service. Um, and then you can, of, co of course, run the platform as a product or platform as a service. There are many differences, uh, differentiations here that you need to take into consideration. And if you plan to build a platform, you should always think around what's the purpose of this platform and how much yeah. capacity do you have? And do you want to internalize everything or do you want to buy commodity to... Uh, to to over uh, to bridge specific parts of the platform, but the platform itself is, I in in in, in best case um, or in worst case, um, always uh, a set of functionality yeah. that serves uh, um, uh, to um, ease the work of the majority of the employees. Now, money is not cheap at the moment. Everything is being scrutinized for costs and return on investment. So how does a data platform facilitate ROI? Yeah, that's a very uh, interesting question. I mean, um, in general, you need to, uh, or I'd like to, to, to take you a little bit on the journey uh, on this one. Yeah. So um, my, I have um, made the experience that in the last eight to 10 years, uh, data and data platforms and data jobs, um, they exploded in salary on the one hand and they exploded in cost factors for many companies. I mean, like when I look at our own company, uh, we 
didn't experience that uh, that much on cost factor exploding mm -hmm. because we were migrating away from data warehouses to to the cloud already in uh, 16. But um, in in general, um, you you see that especially the costs for that that companies invested or were willing to invest into data were were really really high. Mm -hmm. And um, this is because um, there's a this um, common idea, or there was this common idea uh, in the market that data is uh, the new beacon. Data is data is the gold, or there's the oil, whatever mm -hmm. you call it. And that's why you just have to do it. And then often enough, that people said, "Okay, you have to do it," but they don't know what to do with it, right? So um, um, before GDPR and uh, the the approach of many uh, companies was just collect. Collect everything you can collect and just uh, dump it into a data lake or wherever you want to call it. And uh, I, I usually like to refer to it as a data swamp yeah? because yeah. you just dump everything inside and you just um, hope uh, uh, someone will use it at some point. Yeah? And um, the reality is we went through the journey as well, right? I mean, like when we um, uh, launched our uh, um, platform idea um, and the first services, you know, uh, they literally were and then so we we have an endpoint where people can write to so producers can basically write to their data to and yeah. and send the data to and this basically lands then into into the lake and um in the old lake basically we didn't really have control around that people were just sending the data in the way they the the systems always um, created them so because often there there this this idea was data is so big uh, um, so often services didn't create dedicated reporting streams they just dump data um, or they basically mm. um uh, send event logs uh, of their systems and then there was this idea that some magical hands will create gold out of that and make money and i think um now uh, since since um, fairly 1.5 years um this approach because money as you said is again expensive and this approach failed for many companies yeah mm -hmm. um i think many companies were not able to scale on the data as they promised their stakeholders and shareholders to because yeah. the reality is um having data is is not making a richer or making your company more valuable and if you don't know how to use this data and if you don't know if the data actually is meaningful and if you can make product out of it right mm. and i think um so i'm i think i would even say that um gdpr drove the innovation at scout uh, because we were in a situation where we were maybe with the platform a little bit stuck as well because our approach yeah. was again you send everything and somehow it will be managed. But um, I know that um, in in three years from uh, like three years ago, we were in a situation where you didn't know what data actually is in the lake. You could, would have to find it very hardly. There was no real governance because it was freedom on the one hand, but mm -hmm. this freedom led to chaos. And that yeah. is what I have seen in many data lakes when I talk to other companies. So the chaos is all over the place. And um because people, there's no responsibility for data. So everyone said data is important, but no one wanted to take accountability. So, and then in the end, you had a situation where you had um, tons of data that was just laying there, like 
our we we use s3 as storage cost yeah, yeah. Uh, our storage space and, and and i mean like you know how cheap it is but when your bill starts to raise because you just start to have more and more data in there you have to question yourself why do you actually have that right mm -hmm. and gdpr helped us um, making here um decisions yeah i mean like on the one hand gdpr enforces us to not just collect all data for the purpose of having it but to yeah. um, assign a purpose to it and that led us to changing the way how we run the data lake and how we run the data platform. And on the other hand, it makes you as well think around um, how you use this data yeah? and why do you use it? And mm. um, that led to um, a discussion that was basically then led uh, within Scout uh, by me a lot and the team is we challenged, why do you need this data? Why is it actually important? Because mm -hmm. I think at some point, and that's, Coming back to your question on the ROI, right? How to create value is think um, a data platform has responsibility. It doesn't only end with the responsibility to um, basically um, create a framework for data ingestion and extraction and processing. Mm. It um, um, means as well to have governance. And a lot of people always with data management refer to federated governance and those those things. I think. Um, it's very easy to say we have a federated governance and it works per perfectly um, because federated governance means that you um, have to um, uh, share the costs as well, share the costs of owning this governance. Like every process in the company comes at the cost level, right? I mean, like, yeah. you need to understand that we spend money on employees and when they basically do something, uh, it either has to enrich shareholder value or at least maintain it. And then mm. the question is: Is the is it is it is it actually going into the right direction to just shift the problem of having the governance to some producers team that, however, don't even know how this data might be used, right? So, and then then the question is: Can we empower them? Yes, we can, of course, empower them to know what data is used. But is it still the right place for them to do? Because they might not have a holistic view of all the products at Scout and how GDPR works, and yeah. they, maybe they should not, right? And mm. um. So on the one hand, you can challenge the processes, and that's what we did. So is it really making sense that people outside of the platform really have the full ownership? So in my opinion, they still should have a part, of, but they share the responsibility. And mm -hmm. for us, it's more like going now into the direction of challenging why you have specific data in the lake, even if you are allowed to have it GDPR-wise. Why do we store it? What do mm -hmm. you do with the data? And... Um, if we don't have a good reason, uh, because uh, we basically um, have product reporting or we want to uh, do a POC on, on product reporting, then we should just ask ourselves, is it really needed to store this data for an infinite amount of time or for mm -hmm. three years of time? Because yeah. even if you fulfill deletion in the lake, right, which we do uh, when, when GDPR uh, um, requests come in, it's still a question of, this is a process that is expensive. It's a process as well that is... Uh, um, uh, not very resource friendly, and when mm -hmm. you look at the footprint of our um, uh, of our um, platform and uh, the the carbon uh, uh, footprint, and uh, when you basically look as well at uh, at the cost of it, um, we can have a huge impact not only on RI but as well on the sustainability of the company by challenging mm -hmm. existing processes and by challenging. Um, specific uh, reasons why we store data uh, um, for how long, why we use it. And it doesn't mean to take away capabilities of analysts, but it means to give them a thought process. Why do you run this query? Do you really mm -hmm. need three years of data for this? Um, to make them just aware that 
as you mentioned, money costs something, but money has as well, a, a, like a, um, another meaning is basically um, you waste your time doing this um, analytics, uh, mm -hmm. waiting and for, for the process, and you waste as well, um, you're, you have a larger CO2 footprint if you do that. And if you basically more think around before you actually query, if you think around why do you, so you report specific things, mm -hmm. then, um, then, then we can actually have small steps towards the right direction and before i finalize um uh, on, on that thought um we had a lot of uh um challenging at uh, scout in the recent months now yeah? so mm -hmm. challenging in a sense of why do we do specific things and in the end that led to as well as stopping specific products because they were not used by customers for example but beforehand often people were saying i need that product for xyz or i need yeah. this reporting for xyz uh, just to have it and this is something i think companies need to learn data is not there just to have it if you don't have a reason to have this data don't store it and if you as a pm or as a po want to know something and you go to an analyst and say please deliver that to me then the analyst should ask why okay. because if you can't answer that because you just want to have this number for your gut feeling then maybe you should think twice because getting a, a number just to have it and to then keep it in your bookshelf will will not help anyone. So we should utilize platforms as well in the right way, and we should use analysts in the right way. The, the paradox that structure is breeding creativity and GDPR is actually being a beneficial factor as opposed to an um, being a, a bad effect on on the data yeah it's definitely not a restriction i think data uh, um, companies and companies working with data need a gdpr in order to um stop this 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 maniac uh idea of to just collect everything mm -hmm. and then store it for it's it's meaningless yeah. it's a huge co2 footprint and it's it violates as well the privacy of, of users yeah and it's it's evident that the data platform team are fully aware and the analysts, how is the education going in improving the way they say no to the stakeholders and actually thinking about the, the analytics that they're looking for? So it depends a little bit how you structure your analyst teams, right? Um, so if um, if you have a, a structure where analysts actually report to product and not to tech or to data back, um, then it, it gets harder. Because mm -hmm. um, if you are in the reporting lane with someone, it makes it very hard to say no, because your job career depends on maybe that person. Yeah, um, that's why, uh, or that is one of not all, but this is one of the reasons why we have um, the resources of analysts, for example, not allocated to product but to data, and data is reporting into tech. And um, mm -hmm. so, but this is first of all a little bit of empowerment, so securing the analyst to not be exposed to um just do it yeah yes yeah. this, this this type of uh thing uh, and on the other hand um it is about um empowering them with data you know so we can by like we, we just migrated from an old lake to a new lake and uh, in the new lake we can actually specifically say who's using this data point is this data point maybe already existing mm -hmm. and um, we can tag as well the process costs of getting this data point and um, so again it's not about um, you shouldn't 
do a specific research because it's too expensive. That's not the approach we want to run here. Mm -hmm. But we want to run um, and challenge especially existing processes. Yeah. Uh, we had a four-digit number, for example, on dashboards uh, in MicroStrategy before the migration. And now um, we are having uh, around 120. So, wow. and that means that uh, like you can challenge processes and just say no, um, because the reality is if someone looks at a dashboard once a month, probably it's not worth to maintain that dashboard and the, the process behind it. And um, so that's, uh, you, you, you just need to empower them with the data in order to give a good argument. And of course you need to be one team, right? We need to, mm. as a company, not only the data needs to sit together as a company, we need to realize this costing money takes away um, uh, our, our pie of the share on, on, on profits. So why should we do that? Yeah, a, a minimalist movement almost. Yeah. So you've protected the analysts or empowered the analysts. How about the stakeholders? We live in a world where it's we want everything now. How do we improve that collaboration? I think, um, yeah, it's that's it's a hard challenge um, for sure. Um, uh, it depends a bit on the company culture. I think at Scout, uh, we have a very good company culture when it comes to, as I mentioned, being one team. So it's not like mm -hmm. um, that there's an atmosphere of you have to and then there's like a pressure and yeah. we need this number immediately. And if you don't deliver it, you're getting fired now. That, that's not the way how it works here, right? Um, so it's it's people are reasonable, say that way. But of course, the company uh, needs 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 data. We are, we're a data company in a certain sense. We're a digitalized company, uh, yeah. a digitalized native. And that means um, that we are building a lot foundation on data. And I think you can, um, if, uh, if, if first of all, um, uh, like the, the employees are willing to, you can do two things. You can, on the one hand, um, empower, as I mentioned, the analyst, mm -hmm. but the analyst is still, again, um, in my opinion, in many companies, abused to do specific things that are very um actually easy to be done like mm -hmm. uh, like and uh, are not really in the sense of how we should use an analyst an analyst should work on the frontier of data now yeah? so on, on data discovery on, on on things that are really hard uh to 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 find out and basically to get the next million yeah on revenue and um, when we have normal, and, and that's as well, when you need uh, as product manager, the support, you should get that. If yeah. you target the next million or X, Y, Z. But if we talk around um, uh, the normal data analytics, so to analyze your product, I think we need to empower as a platform and product manager to mm -hmm. just be able to do that without an analyst. And without the, the 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 technical ability to even write SQL, yeah, um, and um, this is something uh, that it's a great challenge because it's does technically it's actually more easy than um, uh, corporate wise. Yeah, so in a company uh, will always um, like like what it did in the past, and Scout mm -hmm. is by 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 now. Um, uh, like a mature not mature company but we're, we're yeah, turning yeah. 25 uh, uh this year and um so it means that um you certainly um have specific uh behaviors 
how to work in a company, right? And you depend on an analyst, you ask for that. So it's it's hard to, it's hard to actually to challenge that, um, mm -hmm. the behavioral aspect. Um, and that is just it goes with the communicational part, I would say. Uh, like yeah. I mentioned before. So the the for me, the important factor or like the key um what do you say feature uh i'm, yeah. I'm lagging a little bit word of, yeah. uh, like the, the 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 key skill sorry uh, like right. the word skill of, of of a platform leader is for me communication communication with uh, not only leads but as well mm -hmm. the users and yeah. the, the the actual um, operative people to um make them aware educate them we have a lot of videos how to do things yourself we have a lot of recordings basically where we explain that and yeah. um but it's a process and it's we're not yet there but we're getting mm -hmm. there data is along being a, a facilitator it's a supporting uh, a huge supporting member of a of a digitalized company what's the next steps how do we monetize data or make it a true data product yeah that's a question for science right um <laughs> no I'm, I'm kidding um I think that's a super depend a question that really depends on my opinion on the company yeah. uh, and on the, on the scope of the company and on the size of the company. Mm -hmm. Because um, when I look at um, a company like Scout, um, we went into a situation where we had not data mesh approach in 2017 onwards, but I would say we had a federated responsibility yeah. approach. Yeah, so we had engineers sitting outside of the engineering team, for example, in the in, in, in the org structure of them, uh, of the individual products, and um, we try to give as well other developer teams with the platform tooling uh, the ability to run their own processes right mm -hmm. and yeah. because we thought um this is the way how to scale you know? yeah. um and i think and i still believe that there is when you have a company with 10,000 employees or more there's no way how uh, to do the things that we do at the moment you know? uh, so you have to go that approach and you have to find a solution for it i don't have a solution however for it because we failed on that approach yeah uh, and um, that basically means so um if you were um waiting for me to answer that we are going into data mesh no we don't like what we do is basically we do the opposite um in a certain sense so we had this approach we had the um, data manifesto where when you read it and when you look at what we did, it's it's not equal to data mesh uh, in, in full extent, but it's close. You know? right. And we ran, ran that show for almost six years and we technically um, failed in many aspects here. So we had a situation where um, um, that's my my biggest criticism about it is that um, the, the, the situation with the engineers isolated in developer teams that led to a big problem because developer teams that are not data engineers, um, they do different different works, right? They are front end yeah. engineers or back end engineers, or they they mm -hmm. they they have a total different way of to deploy things than a data engineer, um, and that led to a situation where when uh, the data engineers that we had outside of the, the central organization of the data platform were quickly isolated, frustrated. They were yeah. reporting often into the product org as well, and that means that they just did 
Dota, so they were not only personally frustrated about the work because they were isolated in their teams because they didn't really have a sparing partner, but they were isolated as well in the terms of um, how we um, uh, do best practices, how they yeah. can learn, how they can basically um, create data processes yeah? because they were not having the time to connect with us. Um, yeah. And uh, that led then into a situation as well where uh, in 2022, for example, we had so many processes running outside of the central organization that were however black boxes because people um, churned, right? They left the company um, and uh, didn't do the proper documentation. They just created sometimes um, their own specific tooling to do specific things uh, um, uh, and uh, in the end, we really had a huge tech debt um, yeah. uh, due to this approach that we couldn't overcome. And that's just one aspect. Um, that's really just one aspect why why we ro rotate back. And what we do now is we basically um, centralized all data engineers back in a centralized organization. Yeah. Um, where we are, um, so to on high level, we split between um, uh, uh, people who are doing um, infrastructure work and who are doing um, data processing uh, work, but we're able to switch in between. So people are not stuck in one world. They can basically, um, yeah. if they show interest, they can just uh, rotate uh, in a certain sense. So we give that uh, freedom to the uh, people to choose what they would like to work on because as a data engineer, you don't want to crunch data pipelines or any data job um, for the rest of your life. No. Um, and on the other hand, we centralize a lot of uh, these processes. But when we centralize these processes, again, we did... Um, uh, challenge that and we identified that there's a lot that can be not only centralized but automized centralized in a in, a, in, a, in an infrastructure piece to give you one example is um, outside of the data platform we used to have many teams running processes like mm -hmm. um, versionizing of data so, so you can, or snapshotting it's probably a term yeah. for you snapshotting of data um and um, we learned, well, if this is a standard process or aggregating of data, then maybe we should look into how we can um, um, run this centrally on demand by um, in the central infrastructure without having a dedicated job doing it. So without mm -hmm. having an engineer doing this or a, a person, but the, the our infrastructure does, does that based yeah. on the data nature. So, and this is, to come back to your question of data products, this is where we stand at the moment, right? So for me, a data. So the question is, what's the data product, right? Um, and I think let's first learn how to work before we run. And I think we already have a mature company, so I, I would challenge a lot of companies that say we have data products. Uh, yeah. And I, 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 I'm well connected, so I, I can say that I don't know any company that really runs that well. So, but what we do at the moment is we, um, first of all, need to create the foundation. And the foundation for me is to understand the nature of data that actually yeah. is in the lake and then to create like a pre-data product. So like a dimension of, for example, visits or leads or mm. whatever you name it. Yeah. And then this dimension is then a single source of truth. And this dimension, however, is not a single source of truth because someone in your data org is crunching this data together. No, it's a single source of truth because there's a system that produces this data and there's a central infrastructure that then maybe massage this data again because it needs to be aggregated or versionized, snapshotted, whatever. And then the data is available only then to the user. And in this moment, they can then start to connect those things. 
uh, with with other data points and it's very yeah. important that this connection then is possible so you have a, an id identifier with which you can um, connect the data uh, across the landscapes with all other data points this is what we um not fully have but we almost mm -hmm. have it and that okay. basically is then what i would say the pre-product of a data product and then uh, in an ideal world um any reporting is then just sql based on top of that so you just mm -hmm. connect tables into a view um, and you do a select x in the uh, in a bi tool and then you have your the, the relevant um, data and your query engine that is behind that is quick enough. This is what we're uh, migrating to at the moment. Mm -hmm. And when we then call about a data product that we sell, yeah, so it, as, a, as a data sales, um, that's a, for me a different um, uh, product. So there's a product yeah. that I uh, want to offer as a platform for the users. So that's mm -hmm. a report, for example. And yeah. that's a product that we want to um, sell to actual customers. And this is, again, um, uh, uh, something that... Um, However, in an ideal world, functions the same way. So you just have an SQL that crunches together the data mm -hmm. and then you can sell it. And the same goes for a data product that is used internally to um, feed another product or to, 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 to uh, so the actual um, uh, environment, uh, product world. So it's not really monetized, but it needed, it's, it's needed um, for other products to, to, to exist. Yeah. So this is as well something you could think around uh, moving the data platform and the data world into a central hub. It's very dangerous to do that on the other hand as well. Uh, um, but I think um, there are reasons to think around that. And mm -hmm. um, you, you should not say no uh, to um, at least um, looking into this direction. Yeah, an ever-changing uh, landscape. And thank you for being so honest with the failures that you're now working towards successes. Um, and get into where you're trying to get to. Um, conscious of time, um, time's absolutely flowing, which is always a good sign. Um, to finish off on, on, on one question, Arvid, um, the data platform, what, what is the end goal? What is the, the Valhalla for not only at Scout, but data platforms in general? So there, there's a... That's very hard to answer easily, uh, I, I think, or it's not very hard. First of all, the answer should always be it should enrich shareholder value because that's what it should do. Yeah, yeah. It should basically serve the company, serve, uh, uh, have a meaning and drive uh, revenue and yeah. reduce costs. And not only reduce costs by um, reducing costs on the monetary side, but you're reducing processes costs. Mm -hmm in the company that's the goal for me of a data platform to be able to for an analyst to get to an insight or any product person to an insight any developer to an insight by just having a view on top of data tables that exist and that the query engine behind it and the data structure is that lean mm -hmm. that you just do uh, select x on the table in the bi tool and ideally it's live there of course yeah. you can query a cube but um, that's uh, for me um, the ease of use and um, to have a purpose for for the, the the shareholders and to reduce to mitigate the risk as well, right? GDPR, mm -hmm. uh, if you don't fulfill it, it's a risk, and your platform should be a safeguard here, and you should treat yourself uh, and uh, treat the data of the users well, and um, that's for me. The Valhalla, as you as you as you called it, although I would I would say there's not 
really uh, an end stage that you can reach. It's more yeah. a process stage that you reach, and then you have you have it basically. But there's always a cost of maintenance and a cost of operating these systems, right? And all, the ways to improve. All about the process. Perfect. Well, that's all we have time for, unfortunately, today. Thank you very, very much for your time uh, and your rich insights, Arvid. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. And uh, to listeners, um, as always, drop your questions, feedback. Uh, we'll pick some out for future pods. And don't forget to, to like and share so we can reach uh, as many people as possible. But it is bye from us. Thanks once again, Arvid. Have a wonderful time. Thanks. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.